Okay, we are live. Hi, this is William Ramsey. Welcome to William Ramsey Investigates. On today's show, I have a very special guest, returning guest, Sean McCann of the Wake the Dead podcast. Check it out. Top 2% podcast in the world. Does great work. Has talked to and collaborated with a lot of people I'm familiar with. Loomis, PSYOP Cinema, Hans Uter, you can see over there. And some of the shows that aren't, you know, that I haven't done, a lot of subject matter. So I'll put a link to Wake the Dead podcast. Check it out. Give it a listen. Uh, Great host and guest but today we're going to talk about someone who i wrote about if you're watching this on rockfin or youtube where i'm streaming this to you'll see a picture of arthur c clark but it's also from my book so i did a five pages just a chapter on him as somebody who kind of knew the crowley numerology the 11 77 93 that whole bit it's all there but uh he has a very interesting background he's clearly occulted He's part of the moon landing hoax. He's part of 2001, probably the most influential science fiction movie ever made that, you know, spawned like Star Wars, Alien, other great science fiction films. And uh, he is, was fond, he was uh, in Sri Lanka. We can talk more about that. There's some details. With this guy, I would put him in one of the illumined ones, super bright. He was responsible for Geo synchronous orbit of satellites like his ideas seeded into the real world as a real thinker but uh also had a dark side we're going to talk about that so sean mccann welcome back to the show hello uh, i'm very glad to be here thanks for that and uh thanks for the the glowing review of wake the dead i'm very proud of that and uh you know the yeah, show is growing a, and getting better as we go along you know? it's an accomplishment i mean if you're in the top one percent that's the top thirty thousand. if there's three million podcasts some are probably defunct mm-hmm. but that means you're in the top sixty thousand, sixty awesome. seventy thousand in the world that's pretty cool i'm trying man i'm climbing you know i don't and i don't have any gimmicks and i don't have any ads and i don't like I just I try to have a good conversation. That's really what it's about, you know, and try to learn. Something. So you you get you have ad free listening. That's that's unusual because that's right. kind of how I sustain myself. Is <laughs> yeah, well, I go to work every day, you know, um, but, uh, you know, it, maybe someday I'll graduate to uh, ads. But as of now, I'm just trying to be part of the conversation. I really want to like be able to add my thoughts and to be able to hear others thoughts and be able to expand my, you know, my view of the world and have my understanding of truth and, you know, and I'll bring my listeners along with me. I think it's fun. It's great. And this guy, I mean, Arthur C. Clarke with tons of books, right? So he's written 2001 Space Odyssey, Rendezvous with Rama, which supposedly is in production hell. Like they've tried to make a film with it. Fincher was associated with it. And some, uh, what's the guy's name? The black actor, the older guy. But some, you know, some very famous people are associated with it. They just haven't seemed to be able to make it. But there were also just these kind of incredible, obvious links, prelude to space, link to Prometheus, and just clear Luciferian themes in his work right. and his life. He wasn't a Christian. And uh, no, was he, his three... he specified at his funeral that he didn't want anything religious at all. <laughs> He's very atheist. You know, he, he made that and he had those kind of famous three dictums, which is one, when a distinguished but elderly scientist states that something is possible, he's almost certainly right. When he states that something is impossible, he's very probably wrong. The second is the only way of discovering the limits of possible is to venture a little way past them into the impossible. And the third is any sufficiently 
advanced technologies indistinguishable from magic which always makes me think of uh, i actually quoted that in my 9-11 book like who knows what kind of stuff they they deployed in 9-11 right with the well, melted cars and all that melted cars the weird disappearance of like the steel melted it was right. a forge like a furnace for days i don't know if people were right oh yeah for a long time more than days yeah. it was like <clears throat> molten steel in the basement for a long time and then like, and like if you look at the energy video, come from like the this there's like a a spire that turns to dust on camera it just blows away and it's just like what <laughs> you know right. like there was no rumble rubble like uh, judy wood talks about that it's really interesting. yeah no you can see it like i just remember looking at the the buildings like i couldn't even comprehend it happening right like, how did those where did they go and you can just see the rubble there's nothing left there's like no right. like why isn't there like four or five stories left and like, what is left now is a, a monument that is a tesseract in the ground it's like a black hole it's a black square hole within another square and the water is pouring down and water is like emotions and like care and like you know um like it, it's just being sucked down into this black square cube. Like it's it so satanic, so dude. It's so very dark. evil. And even the placard is like so to the three thousand people who sacrifice whose lives were sacrificed. On yeah, the, straight like, up. They even September eleven, like an eleven, and sacrifice in the same phrase. Right. Like people can just Google the placard at nine eleven. Just be like, why did they use the word sacrifice, man? Right. Like, what is <laughs> right? And that was yeah. not a willing sacrifice. I mean, at least in in the uh, in the Aztecs, they gave them a bunch of mushrooms and then convinced them that they wanted to die before they went and did it. You know, like this, they just went, you know, and those oh, people yeah. are jumping they out of the windows, people. pulling off their clothes like they were being microwaved. You know what I mean? What the heck is that? Like that, it's really and like if you look at what we did at the end of World War II, we wanted to show off our new technology. You know, what is this 9-11 thing where they can just erase a building in the middle of a city? What kind of imagine, like imagine the godlike power that, that they have. And they're, they're like advertising it to everybody in the world. All the other governments, like, look at what we can do to you now. You know? Right. Right. Like the, that's like the, that's the level elements yeah. of 9-11 of how like they're telling one story to one group of people and another right. story to another group. But they all have that out of the same event. Right. Like everybody, like they should have just known, like uh, Saddam Hussein, like he, he probably had to know the message. Like you're dealing with a different crew of people, man. And he like pled for his life like before the Iraq invasion. He's like, okay, what do you guys want me to do? What do you want me to do? And he's like, nope. he used to work for them before anyway. It's like, right. okay, he was sorry, installed boss. by them. Yeah, he <laughs> yeah, was exactly. installed by the CIA. So, yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, and it all, it's all one big web, you know, these people like Clark here. He's working for the government to try to convince people that we went to the moon. You know, yeah. it's uh, it's like and I'm sure that I mean, there's a lot to be said for black market. Uh, like we were just talking before the air going on air about the blackmail operations that people yeah. have. And uh, that also goes along with the uh, I don't want to call it tourism but because there's it's like a positive connotation but like uh sex offenders going to other countries in order to prey on children like denny haster used to go to thailand and stuff he was given lundas went to not haiti what's the uh dominican republic right melinda's this thing yeah 
right and dominican republic is right there next to epstein's island you know this and then Ghislaine maxwell was in a was a scuba or like would would go in the you right. know the terramar terramar right and she had her like license for for like underwater submersibles and i mean and then this guy he goes to sri lanka because he wants to be floating weightless scuba scuba guy you know but just so happens that Sri Lanka is the number one destination for sex tour child sex tourism uh, because of the laws the way that it's set up it, the laws in in Sri Lanka uh, if like if you're a child is considered 13 or younger so a 14 year old is an adult if, as far as sex oh, goes so they have a and, low, low right and uh the 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 consideration like the the word rape legally only is vaginal uh penetration so any other kind of sexual abuse or like and boys legally cannot be raped so there's like a legal loophole for boys there where like 60% of the child in quotes prostitutes in Sri Lanka are boys. And that's why our friend Arthur C. Clarke ends up there and decides to live there. And so that's the main point of the show is we're going to talk about like his. Right. And he, he was going to predate on boys at a ping pong place. Right. Yes. So like, this ping pong theme pops up in Kubrick, in Lolita, in Comet Ping Pong, and all these. I've seen a, uh, right. a video of Alec Baldwin this ping pong table, like Gross. all these Hollywood people. Yeah, and uh, by the way, the blackmail you're we were talking about the blackmail, but it was P Diddy, whose mansion is literally down the street from Hugh Hefner's Playboy Mansion. So, like, literally, there's like a nexus of blackmail. It's not funny. But a nexus of like blackmail taking place right there in Beverly Hills. It's off the charts. Like, of course, <laughs> it's sick. But yeah, that's what we were talking about. I'm excited to hear the show that, that you recorded. Yeah, it's, um, uh, it, it, it's unbelievable. I, it's worse than the Epstein filings. Like, the, I'm not I'm not exaggerating. Right. It is actually more disturbing right. because there's so much, so many other kind of criminal acts. Like the ones that Virginia Dufresne, and she ties into this story. It's not believable. But Virginia Dufresne brought against uh, Ghislaine Maxwell is pretty tame in comparison to the P. Diddy. It's really little Ron, Ron Jones, I think. Ronald Jones was the guy who brought the suit. I mean, in a lot of this thing, these are allegations in a right. in a civil complaint. They haven't been brought to court yet. The picture it paints is pretty horrific i mean horrific yeah. and there's pictures right so like he's got evidentiary <laughs> pictures, pictures there. Those right. yeah but i mean so i mean it's it's horrific because it's like the theft of free will of people making them do what they don't want to do and then getting it on camera and then using shame to control their actions in the future like it's really like mega that, drugging like they knew in the, according to the filings they knew that people were getting drugged or women are getting right. drugged separate alcohol bottles for the women that were right. drugged for the right. <laughs> and then the pictures were taken so they're all doing like it's just an incredible culture right. it's really a culture like that 
And it kind of reminded me of kind of smiley face killers of just a mass drugging, just constant drugging, or right. Jeffrey Dahmer just drugging the daylights out of people. Like, whoa. Right. GHB specifically. <clears throat> yeah. Right. So it's uh, that case is really something else. But Minsky, before I forget, Virginia Jufre said she was trafficked to Minsky. And I have a picture of Minsky in here. And Minsky was the inspiration for the 2001 Space Odyssey, I think Hal or something like that. So, oh, right. He it's was a small the, world. Yeah. He was the computer programmer or whatever that was. Right. I think that, life. I think they actually mentioned him by name in the film or maybe right. uh, in the book or something like that. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Kubrick's doing Lolita. There's allegations of him having inappropriate relations with the girl. So he's not a pet, like a male attracted person. There's out. And then the, the, the allegations, I mean, Clark basically came out and said in a, I can't believe you found those articles, but he actually said in those I articles. Did, yeah. I've got them linked doing it. Yeah. so that we can read them on air. Uh, yeah. They're no longer online. I mean, the, I mean, you, you found them on a online and what is it? The, yeah. The free library.com. And uh, it's the dates are listed, and it's just all the quotes. Yeah, you got it there. And these are totally suppressed by uh, Murdoch Media. Like you just, and that's where it was originally published, if I remember right. correctly. So Murdoch made a lot of money being friends with Clark because Clark talked about satellites, and Murdoch, being in the business of telecommunications, was like, "Oh, that's a good idea." And he invested a bunch in satellites and became even more rich because. Arthur C. Clarke. That's why he's so loyal to Clark. That's why. Makes uh, sense. Right. And I mean, total genius. I mean, Arthur C. Clarke was a full genius, like Cooper. Right. right. A, lo a lot of those satanic people are. You know what I mean? They they're stuck in that uh, that calculating left brain where they, you know. I mean, they, I'm not saying that they're bad. Like. But they are bad in their actions. Whatever. Anyway, we'll move on from that. So the so the ping pong you mentioned, yes, that's in Lolita, and that was not in the book Lolita. That was added by Cooper. Wow, interesting. Right. And Cooper knows all the symbolism, right? Because it's in Eyes Wide Shut. The yes. Pedo Bear. Right. And, and some the of this other pizza. stuff. Cheese pizza was in the rainbow room with the. Uh, oh Lee really? Lee. Oh, wow. He was with the Asian men. He he looks down. Uh, uh, Millich looks down at the table and he says, what is this? And he's looking at cheese pizza. And then wow. he finds the Asian dudes. What? You know? Right. Wow. That's incredible. So all that symbolism is there all validated through Comet P. Right. Comet and P. oh, also the rainbow symbolism of like, you know, the rainbow, whatever is the name of the, the place, the, the, uh, the costume shop. Costume but shop. while he's outside and he's talking to the, to Millich through the through the the, the little box, yeah. yeah. Well, he's uh, well, he's on the buzzer, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, you can see below the the place that's that's named Rainbow Fashions. Below that is another business called Under the Rainbow, and the O from Under the Rainbow in the word Rainbow is a spiral. So oh wow! Like, and that's like on the street, advertised to the people walking by. So like that spiral thing we know, you and I know from our research that when the spirangle is for boy lover and the spiral heart is for girl lover and they, they put little charms on the kids that are victims so that other pedophiles can see them and know how to treat them. And 
it's sick and like it's a sick underworld yeah it's crazy. right right so under anyway rainbow. yeah under the rainbow that's what like when you go over the rainbow is when your body's being traumatized and your soul pops out because you can't take the trauma but what's happening under the rainbow is what is being done to that poor victim you know what i'm saying and then like the rain the the room itself the glass doors like that is under a sign that says right it's it's happening under a rainbow sign like the neon rainbows are, you know never mind so well i do i talk about eyes wide shut a lot and talk about kubrick and that's why i i know about clark and i've been looking at clark and um i think that because kubrick was uh working with clark he was a like because of that and in that milieu of people he knows all of these symbols and he knows what is actually at that's why it's so layered heavily in lolita um i think he's like exposing and he's 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 showing it to the people who know like right he's not explaining it so the symbol kind of like goes back to like what man, either manly p hall or something like symbols are the real secret language so this is the symbols for those types of people it's like right. they know it right. and they can they can you know it's just like masonry or something like that they know a lot of those, the masonic symbols or something right and you say that clark was also masonic which makes perfect sense that he was either a high mason or the highest mason hmm. possible like like i don't know for sure but when this video that i that i'm bringing to the table today it he's advertising to Freemasons, <laughs> like, like I don't want to get into that first before we start reading the whatever you want. I mean, we can okay. we can bring it up here. It is yeah. Go ahead and bring it. Okay, so this is Arthur C. Clarke's Mysterious World, Episode Nine. So, give it to one minute. In this episode. uh it's so weird. Like I grew up watching a lot of his stuff, you know. Like, yes, yeah, that's why I'm. This and, yeah. That's why I'm excited to bring it to people's attention because, like I, um, Mark Passio, a friend of mine, he he does a lot of work and he offers this thing called the Ark. He calls it the amazing repository of knowledge, right? And he just it's like a terabyte. It used to be one terabyte. Now he's given two terabytes of like books and shows and like you know lots of audio and book and just lots of information and he just gives it to people for free or he asks for a donation but you don't have to give whatever i mean it's whatever and um so i got this arc from him and i found this mysterious world on the arc and i'm like dude have you seen episode nine of mysterious world i'm explaining this to him and he looked at me like what <laughs> like he didn't wow. know that he that it was included so all of you out there that have the arc check it out arthur c clark mysterious world in the videos tab so uh that's where i found this and i was just dumbfounded because i can see the symbols i'm looking you know i study the symbols and stuff so here we go little customers were tasty fresh water perch and soon the fish weren't flying but frying fish that fell from the sky some of them teetotal of that swore that the fish came from the clouds, though how they got there is anyone's guess. 
Mysteries from the files of Arthur C. Clarke. So now we're gonna we're being introduced here to Mr. Clark and watch. Author of 2001 and inventor of the communication satellite. Now in retreat in Sri Lanka after a lifetime of science, space, and writing, he ponders the riddles of this and other worlds. <laughs> in retreat. Okay. Is. Now look at this. That's ping pong. He's got a ping pong table, and it's an advertisement for the club itself. Otters Club Columbia. Wow. That place is famous for pederasts to go for. The, it's a. It's like that was like a meeting spot. So it's like yes. a cover. It's like it's, a cover. The ping you pong got like cover. a sauna there. You got a swimming pool, and all of them they get in. You know, and they do their stuff in the in the back rooms. Wow. So it's not just Clark. Clark is there with other pedo. Yes, it is there. like. It's a flag post for the people that it's like, hey, come to this place specifically, and you can play ping pong with a young boy wearing Daisy Dukes. Let's keep going here. Wow, crazy. It's all made I'm almost embarrassed to tell you. Yes, yeah, they, I'm glad you noticed that. Look at those boys in the pool just waiting. Just floating there. They're not swimming. They're just in the pool. Do this because many of you simply won't believe me. He said he's embarrassed. Here, wait. Let me replay. It. I'm almost embarrassed to tell you this because many of you simply won't believe me. But a most extraordinary thing happened right here in my local swimming club in Colombo, where every day I played. Look at that dude walking. Every back. day he plays people. Yes, dude. Every day he goes to this place. And it's and like a, that creepy it's like a oh, gay bath or something almost. Like yes. a gay bathhouse. Precisely. Like that was big in San Francisco, and that's how all those right. people got AIDS. Is like Ugh. they would go into the bathhouses on a weekend and have sex with 30 dudes or something like right. that. Right. And stuff. the kids in Sri Lanka have an epidemic of AIDS. How do kids get wow. AIDS? I didn't know that either. Wow, yeah. That's so dark. Man. So the it's from people the, like him, people are traveling sex around. tourists. Yeah. They look for a younger child because they believe there's less risk of getting AIDS because they must have not had right. that much sex because they're young. Right. Wow. So like they, that's what they seek because it's cleaner in their opinion. Wow. It's disgusting. Yes, my partner here, Sarah. His and partner, Sarah. His partner, Sarah. So is it, that the guy who was like his lover and died young or something? I, I think that was. It I was. The, the, uh, the, you're talking about the uh, the guy that did scuba diving with him? Um, or he like, had some kind of like family. male. He tried to be married to a woman. Right. And that didn't work out. And then he had some kind of male. No. That, so if that's, that's Sarah, that's let me different. see if I can find No, Sarah. Sarah is a beach boy. Okay. So a beach boy, in quotes, is uh, at, at the at the beach, like what do you call it? Um, like in the beach coastal areas where there's tourism, boys will go to the beach and willingly pick up old men. Oh wow! Like so because it's like the opposite. That's how they get money. Their parents convince them to do that. There's wow. quotes of parents that say, what's the problem? My son won't get pregnant. 
That's the way that's, they're thinking about it. Yes. Wow. Their their economy is so depressed. It's like Weimar Germany all the time. For like they pay these people, they'll pay them like whatever, how many rupees, and it comes out to be like two bucks. And they'll like own them all day and rape them, you know, and take take them home and do what they want. There's this there's a dude that I I was watching. Uh, he bought three daughters from their mother for a week and was just in the room with them doing whatever he wanted to him wow. for a week. $1,500 cash that he gave to the mother. That's probably the, that's probably like three years of their salary. Yeah. More, more than that. More I mean, that. they could, uh, I was reading that uh, a kid could fillet an old man and get the same amount of money that he work for like, you know, days and days worth of work. So they, it's, the morality has been so crushed because the economy is so destroyed. Um, just like Weimar Germany, like anything's for sale. Right. But the laws like allow it more for the males because for some reason there's a stigma. They think that a male can't like, because a boy is strong or something can't be vulnerable in that way or whatever that there's just this weird, blindness where they don't different morality well like it's a different moral code like in islam it's the girl gets raped it's her fault right yeah like that's the inversion right it's like that's the way they feel that's why you got to wear your scarf and not be attractive to men because they're it's not their you know right they're allowed to be animals and and attack any woman they want uh, it's your fault for being beautiful but here's arthur this is from wikipedia but uh Clark was close to a Sri Lankan man, Leslie Ikenyake, who was only 30 years old when he died, but whom Clark called his only perfect friend of a lifetime in the dedication to his novel, Fountains of Paradise. Clark is buried with Ikenyake, who predeceased him by three decades in Columbus Central Cemetery. In his biography of Stanley Kubrick, John Baxter cites Clark's homosexuality as the reason why he locate, relocated due to more tolerant laws with regard to homosexuality in Sri Lanka. Right. Isn't that the perfect cover? Oh, no, he's not touching kids. He's just a homo. That's right. why he's that's covering up. Always, that's all those. <laughs> right. Say, right? It's, uh, it's like, just like the LGBT, you know. No, the, he's a full-on uh, pederast or whatever. Right. He's just like, he's like David Ferry. He liked 15-year-old boys. That was his thing. That was his that was I mean, his so this is like an advertisement. He says he's almost embarrassed to tell us that he comes here every day and plays with his partner, Seraph. And Seraph like reminds me Seraphim and like this, uh, like Sarah, like the, you know, the spheres on the tree of life and shit like it's, but anyway, let's listen to what Seraph has to say. You told me an extraordinary thing. Seraph, tell me what it was happened that day. I saw some four fish, four or five. Four or five fish? Fish. Uh, under the, this Christmas tree, here. Under this tree? Yeah. And what, they're lying on the ground? Yeah. What did you f- feel when you saw them? What do you think? I thought they'd come from the t- rainbow. I see, you thought that the fish yeah. might have come f- fallen from the rainbow. <laughs> like, wow, okay. Falling from the rainbow. So, what kind of, like, 
so we know that rainbow is a significant thing for them and like fish like think about like when you go you know someone arrives at jail and it's like oh new fresh fish right the new victim right so rainbow fish falling from the, the sky it so this is what so this is one of the mysterious things he's involved. well uh, it's curious i have known about this kind of thing for 40 years but i never dreamt that it would have happened right on my doorstep i mean what an extraordinary thing fish falling in the sky okay so yeah that's that's that piece and now we're going to go to 17 minutes here This is, uh, they're talking about something that fell from the sky, like a rock. Basically, from the evidence of the ice itself, the from the evidence has to be that we, that we just don't know. Some, some mysterious pieces of ice have been analyzed, and people find tea leaves in them and things like that, and that can, can prove that it does come out of an airplane. So let's look at what the tea leaves, this, like, this twilight language that he's also laying in this guy's like saying oh the tea leaves let's look at the proof of what the tea leaves will tell us in this case you're left without any any positive evidence of any specific origin now there may be something of real okay so now this is at 17 the... it was like at 1717 right look who's look at behind him just more dudes yeah well I mean, you got this guy. You'll see that the one in the white shirt is just walking. But the guy in the yellow shirt there, he's got his hand. Uh, he's like got the, like head. the Masonic thing, right? Yes, the Masonic head on his square. He's got like his elbows are making the square. And then his face is on top of his the right. top hand. So that's like being on the square. And then if you look at the what he's standing on is a checkerboard get out look wow, at that you right. see that yeah. and so like this and he's just staring at the camera so like let's watch again and listen to what Parker says. specific origin now there may be something of real scientific importance behind this scientific importance behind this like what is behind yeah, him behind literally him, yeah. behind him scientific right. importance this guy that's staring at the camera of course, we know that ice can fall from aircraft. It can form on the wings. It can come, regrettably, from faulty toilets. So what's important are the reports of ice falls long before the era of aircraft. For example, in 1847. That dude was just standing there, staring, staring at the camera the whole time. Wow. Uh, this, I mean, this looks like evidence to me that he's saying, hey, everybody, come to Sri Lanka where you can have a nice boy like Sarif here and we can play ping pong and the, like uh, the ping pong parlors, I guess we can take this down now. That's enough of that. Um, the ping pong parlors are where the boys go to pick up the old men. And that's where the old men go to find young boys. It's like the bar for like, you know, of age, right, like a pickup bar or whatever, like exactly. they're to pick up on each other. Wow. Exactly. It's a kid's game where adults can play too. And that's the same thing with Comet Ping Pong. And the, the logo for Comet Ping Pong is come T. It's C-O-M-E, like, which is a slang for uh, ejaculate, right? 
Right, I mean, but the comet is also apparently in their nomenclature and their kind of underground term. Oh, a comet is like that. a relationship that burns brightly and goes away. <laughs> you know well, that? I that's, did. Well, I know. Yeah, that's I, no, what I it. That's, that so it means like to me, it's something that falls through the sky. But in like personal relations or or gay romance, it's like a relationship that burns bright and goes away. Though, like, oh, okay, I see. Yeah. Like a tryst. Yeah, you can look it up in the Urban Dictionary. That's funny. But, I mean, I was just saying that, like, the logo itself, it has a squirt of white. Like, there's, like, a white uh, droplet of white liquid <laughs> right above Comet. <laughs> like, it says come, and it's got the picture of ejaculate, like, in the logo. And then the, uh, the rest of the logo is the star and the crescent moon of the baphomet on both sides like a you know right. as above so below yeah, no, it's totally occulted man right they lied about everything in common like they right. and there were i think one research researcher found their website had cp on it pizza on some kind of hidden server or something and that's like the guy goes in and shoots the server right, right. that's the, the where, one the place where the bullet goes and the only bullet yeah. goes in the server sorry everything's raised right. what yeah. a surprise I, I so i mean all the way he drove all the way from like North Carolina or something. It's almost like the Buffalo shooter. Like I don't even know why he drove all the way to Buffalo to because commit a race he, crime. Like because he was hey, programmed man. to do so. He's probably one of those MK Ultra, like you know, Manchurian types, Manchurian candidate types that you tell him a thing and like, oh, okay. John, those don't exist. <laughs> right. Okay. All right. So yeah, yeah so, dude, so, I said it in my other. I interviewed this guy about the the traveling mad bishops. And I said that hypnosis is the Rosetta Stone of post-war American history. It really, it's everywhere, dude. Look at the it's commercials, the RFK, JFK, MLK. Right. It's incredible. Yeah, all the murders, right, right, right. right. Yeah, so. Yeah. And it's a perfect way to do, like, you have some patsy shooting a gun. Everybody yeah. looks at him, and nobody yep. looks at the, the cop who shoots Kennedy in the back of the head, like Robert, at least. So, yeah. yeah. I'm going to uh, do a show later today for people who listen. I'll put it up. But it's about David Ferry hypnotizing people, and he knew post-hypnotic suggestion. So he wasn't a piker. Ferry was not a piker, and it was overlooked in everything, like JFK, the movie, and Almost no JFK researcher wants to talk about that, maybe for their credibility or sanity. But Ferry, like, dude, Garrison said Ferry was one of the most important people who ever lived. I don't think he was joking. Like, it's incredible. Ferry was involved in almost kind of like P. Diddy. Like, he was involved in all kinds of pies, like, including stuff like Clark Light. Right, right. And then uh, if you understand about like hypnotism and the mind control, and then you look at what Kanye said about that Pasternak guy and the, the tweet that he, or the, not the, the text that he showed from Pasternak about, I will drug you into oblivion and you'll never see your kids again. Like that's really how it works. <laughs> you know, if they can't control them like P Diddy does with the gay sex and the weird blackmail, they're going to go at their heads with like strap them down to a board and electroshock them. You know, it's crazy. <laughs> they just want control over everything. dude. Yeah. That's it's all about control. Right. And control dude. comes from fear. Yeah. Fear is the opposite of love. Like that's what the Satanists thrive on is this opposite of natural you yeah. know, love. And no, you're right. It's like control and fear and everything. That's the same dynamic. Right. 
Yeah. So, so anyway. okay. So back to the so ping pong is a uh, obvious tell, you know, and the the fact that he's playing ping pong of all things, he could have just kept walking on the beach with his rainbow umbrella, you know, uh, and said all that stuff. He didn't have to have a young boy wearing Daisy Duke, you know, short shorts yeah, playing ping short pong. Shorts, yeah. <laughs> like. So anyway, so that's that's what he puts out to the public, right? Right. So let's right. you want to talk about what what he doesn't tell people? Let's we got those articles, I guess. Those uh, articles, let's let's bring them back up and let's go. So this is uh the first Which one, one you want to start with. Sex smirk top. of a pervert and liar or sex shame of Arthur C. Clarke. <laughs> the other the the other one uh doesn't any harm damage uh come from fuss here if you look in the chat the top link freelibrary.com it does no. what, what do you want you want do you want one of these two articles or something else oh there's a third one there's okay. a third one at the top of the chat here where we're in with okay, the chat okay. here in the stream yard uh so i guess i want to start well, that link didn't work that's the problem you have to resend it oh i see okay it, it goes up to a 404 page now you have to resend that okay, first one second one. i got it here i got it uh okay sorry everybody <laughs> the other two links work fine okay good yeah i don't know why but we'll fix it let's figure it out let's try this okay i can let's just type here. in that okay let's see if that oh again what the hell well okay well i'll read it from my side how about this let me see it. let me see if i can bring it okay doesn't car clark so I can while you're looking to see if you can. Hey, why don't you just you can bring it up on your side? Okay, yeah, start there it. it doesn't do any harm. Most right. of the damage comes from fuss of hysterical parents. Is that the one? <laughs> yes, that's the okay, quote from him. One of the quotes. Okay. So uh, for the listeners, I guess uh, sitting in a room he calls his ego chamber, Arthur C. Clarke finally admitted his lifelong secret. Not only is he gay, but he prefers sex with Beach Boys. Uh, he gives it the ego chamber because he's surrounded by pictures of himself. Uh, I'm in favor of efforts to stop it. Uh, so he's, they're talking about the, these guys. Okay. So the Sunday mirror, February 1st, the Sunday mirror in London, uh, February 1st, 1998. Clark was about to receive, was just like days away from receiving the OBE knighthood from Prince Charles who was going to fly to Sri Lanka to give it to him personally. And because of this, the Sunday mirror uh, sent two reporters down there who just walked up to his house and didn't say that they were reporters and they just start struck up a conversation. (laughs) So this is how they get this information. This is how they get these quotes. And when, uh, when asked Clark about suggestions that he may have been one of the original pioneers of sex tourism, in Sri Lanka, he gave a, a wry sum, smile and said, I am more amused than disgusted that anyone, anyone should think that. He's amused wow. that he promoted the sex travel to Sri Lanka. He was like one of the first. Wow, so he was one of the first to figure it out. Wow. Yes. And Sri Lanka didn't Sri Lanka. have... Go ahead. Yeah, according to LGBT stuff, the Sri Lankans never had any... 
legal. It was never illegal. They didn't have the Western kind of uh, anti-homosexual thing, like from Christian morality or whatever it is. They right. just didn't exist until Europeans imposed it on Sri Lankans. It was just like a natural thing. That's weird. Wow. Yeah, it because um, they didn't consider like you're. Uh, it's weird. There was like some kind of weird stigma with like remaining like not having sex until you're married or something and then but you can go have gay sex with your friends until that moment when you're actually it's some weird dynamic that they have going on there there's there's a lot of weird cultures that do that kind of stuff i mean in in colombia they they have sex with donkeys before they have they to practice having sex before they get with a real woman. It's Where crazy. in Colombia? Yeah, Colombia. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, have you ever heard? Have like you it. ever heard that if you like in certain South American cultures, if you sodomize somebody, you're not the gay one. You're <laughs> gay. Have you heard that? It's the same way in jail. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like yeah, I'm not gay. I just sodomize them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was uh, the, I was the pusher instead of the taker. Right. So that and makes me the, not so bad. Pitcher, well, I mean, not the catcher. Yeah, it's like a domination thing at that point. You know, I mean, we're really, it's you know, it's and that kind of is why it's I like the P Diddy thing, isn't that probably it? I yeah. bet they're no, but they're all sodomizing for pop like power play right, right. like buck breaking like yeah, in the old days right. of slavery right. right to like bring them down and make them subservient like to the alpha male it's sick too. probably just like jail that's what they do right like they just like humiliate. yeah yeah it breaks them down mentally and it's the same thing with sra like sexual abuse like is it traumatizes the brain you know Right, so um, like, and even Crowley talked about right. like you know, uh, apparently anal abuse is way worse. It like it hits your brain with some kind of weird kundalini magic, and it like really fucks with people. Uh, excuse my language. Right. I'll keep I'll I'll keep reading this because it shows that Clark wasn't some independent. He was with other people. Yeah, he repeated the phrase often used by pedophiles. I think most of the damage comes from the fuss made by hysterical parents afterwards. If the kids don't mind, fair enough. Gross. In recent years, Clark's name has been linked with two notorious pedophiles, one of whom, a Swiss millionaire, was kicked out of Sri Lanka on the orders of the president for abusing impoverished beach boys. He is now awaiting trial in Zurich, accused of sexually abusing up to 1,500 young boys. Jeez. And like Clark, was friends with a lot of Sri Lanka's top politicians, senior policemen, and influential government figures. So they're courting these government officials to make sure they look the other way. It's just like P. Diddy, man. Or or Epstein, right? Right. It almost seems like he's there. That's part of the program. To too. be there, to, to bring in these uh, pedophile people that they can then, maybe they're doing filming them. Maybe they got, you know, maybe they're getting money. part of that whole system of like blackmail that might be happening. Because we know like Dennis Haster would go to Thailand and stuff. Like, right. so maybe, um, Clark was, you know, part of their system and, and on the inside helping to bring more, more black people. Right. right. <laughs> Clark is said to have attended parties at the tycoon's home. When asked if he had, Clark replied, I may well have done. I mean, the very first man I met here in 1954 was a pedophile. 
and made no bones about it. He was in intelligence in the army, a fantastic guy. Yeah. So they, they caught him with his guard totally down. He's being totally honest. Yeah. And like, and meanwhile, in a week or so, he's the Prince Charles is going to be there to give him a big award. Like, make him a knight of the knight, you know, knight. yeah obe like Jimmy Savile. british empire yeah. Right. yeah clark said of his sexual preferences here it would embarrass everyone right up to the president i mean i am chancellor of the university a public figure that is the problem so i would be swallowed alive i would probably be outed you see these days the frail white-haired old man gets around with the aid of a wheelchair and crutches following a polio attack 15 years ago but clark's fading health does not stop him enjoying his favorite pastime playing table tennis with schoolboys, a notorious pickup on for perverts called the Otters Aquatic Club. So we just saw the Otters Aquatic Club. Yep, exactly. They even said, like, this place is notorious pickup for beach boys. Crazy. Crumbling in need of a coat of paint, the Otters is a meeting point for Westerners who lust after young boys. Those who hang around its game room, games room, pool, and tennis courts are perfect prey are easily persuaded to sell themselves for 1,000 rupees, about 10 pounds, a small fortune to them. That's like 20 bucks American back then, I don't know, 20 years ago. Clark goes there regularly in the afternoon. He said on there he's there every day, right? Yeah. He said on that video, hobbling on a walking stick, a challenge to boys, some as young as 12, to a game of ping pong. Asked what his definition, definition for pedophilia was, Clark said, there are two different definitions. Anyone who interferes with young boys who are not old enough to know their own minds, and that's my definition. It varies for me. Asked whether how he knew whether the boys really did know their own minds as he had known them for long, he said, because pure and simply they looked reasonably mature, mature enough for me. <laughs> that's all Told one of them was just 13. He said, if he was really was 13, he will be a very mature 13. Asked if he thought that it was morally wrong. He pride, no. To that, some of the boys had told us they would not have a had sex if he had not given them money he said i'm sure i didn't make anything anyone do anything they didn't enjoy doing the sunday mirror spoke to three boys who claimed to have had sex encounters with clark so they got those they got those on tape and i forget who if it was like interpol or something like one some police wanted to get those tapes and they wouldn't give it the the newspaper wouldn't give up the tapes the uh, oh, Sunday Mirror. Right. Sunday Mirror wouldn't do it. Wow. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess uh, I don't know if that was the end of that. But that I wasn't. Know. I mean, I just keep okay. going. Godwin Sorry. Fernando, 33, a former slum boy who scrapes a living selling lottery tickets on street corners, claims he was enticed into Clark's bedroom at 13 after being invited to his house. He wanted me to give him a massage and showed me how to rub his legs. He put his hands on my shorts and started playing around. He wanted oral sex with me and said he would give me some money to help my family. I never liked the sex. I did it for the money. He told me never to tell anyone about the visits to his home. Think about how many thousands and thousands of kids that Clark has. I mean, oh, thousands. I mean, if that Swiss, Swiss, Swiss millionaire raped fifteen hundred, then and he's there every day. Imagine Jesus. Like so, he was there for decades, right? If every day he right he had and one. So like he's the that's like he, in the ten thousand like. And he goes around in like a Rolls Royce or like some wicked expensive car. And so everybody in town is like, oh, there he goes. Whoa. You know, the money. Guy. He had the, yeah, he had the admiration. He was like knighted by the Sri Lankan government, too. So. <laughs> right. Well, he did get the OBE eventually after this scandal broke. Uh, he 
uh, Clark was like, oh, well, they're, he, he, pin, he said it, the reasoning was that they were just trying to smear Prince Charles and it's all hogwash and don't believe it. So they just trying like, to smear Prince Charles through blaming me i'm a pedophile like like oh just by having association with with uh, you know so like uh clark asked to put it off and said maybe don't do it now maybe and then they did it later like a year later they came and gave him the ob after everything was covered up by rupert murdoch and i don't think prince charles actually went now after all that but anyway continue sorry it's incredible. It's just incredible. <laughs> it's pretty graphic, man. He's having know, people exactly. over. Like, they found the dudes who he victimized. Anton Batoni, former translator for UK charity Save the Children, told how he was introduced to Clark at the Otters Club by his pedophile boss when he was just 17. Arthur invited me to his house and asked me to give him a massage in his bedroom. At the time, there were photographs of boys on the bedroom wall, and he kept pornographic photographs of boys in a locked cabinet by his bed. He liked to show them to me. Before we had sex, but I wasn't really interested. I've sent four or five other boys. So it's just like Epstein. You get one and then you get the rest. I sent four or five other boys to his house because he asked me if I had any friends who needed, quote, help, unquote, meaning money. And Tom, now 31, added, at the Otters Club, I saw him talking to one boy and heard him invite him back to his home. He was 15 years old and still at school. As a teenager, Sunil... Jaya Teleki said he was picked up by a beach pimp as he swam and taken to Clark's house. He said, I went into bed bedroom to give Arthur a massage. It's like Epstein, right? They start out with massages. Gross. He was wearing a sarong and took it off and lay naked on the bed. Gave me 15 pounds. Clark was born in Minehead. This is it's just horrific. It's so horrifying. <laughs> So Clark publicly supports the Sri Lanka's gay rights movement and has donated a number of pro-gay books, including photographic studies of male nudes. Asked if in the past he was gay, Clark had always replied, no, just mildly true. He was always, everything everybody knew he was gay, like it was an open secret. It's so gross. But he's gay for 12-year-old boys is what he's gay, yeah, for, that's what he's gay for. Mildly cheerful when they're like doing what they do to him. <laughs> so disgusting i want to see if otters is still there if it's still i actually looked it up I, yeah is it, it, still it there is in still yeah it's still going it's in colombo wow. and uh like i looked at some of the the reviews of it, it some people were happy but other people in were Columbo. like this place is a dump why are they in business how do they survive business because this place is like the paint and even in this article they're like the paint's coming off it's like the what sustains the business is the pedophilia and the the, and the outside people showing up, right? So right, that, that's and bringing their money to go bang little kids. You know, wow, it's like sick. they got a website. <laughs> wow, yeah, look. I mean, this look like is paradise too. Game? It's like walls. Oh yeah, <laughs> the Otter Aquatica. There it is. Yeah, all Dude, the kids can't stories. run away. You can't yeah. see what's in there because of that big wall. Yeah, and the kids are locked in. <laughs> Disgusting. Dude. Yeah, it's like a prison. It's built like a prison. Anyway, wow, it's, so it's that's where they go. Sinister quality to place it. with very small windows. No windows on the first floor. <laughs> like it's still there. Yeah, it's still there. And the like I said, the the reviews are not good. Some of them are good, like but they're the way that they word it. It's very. Uh, interesting the way they were it seems like they're giving trigger words in the 
you know, in the review, in the, in the, like in the reviews and stuff. Yeah. Like a pro pedo guy was like, yeah, it's good. Uh, but you know, those things just overlooked at, and you know, it's good for you. And like that kind of weird language, but anyway, so continue this one. This is uh, smoke of a pervert and a liar. Like they really went after him. Man. This one is February 8th, 1998 Sunday mirror. This is, so this is a week later. Go ahead. Child sex pervert Arthur C. Clarke raises his glass and grins during a state banquet attended by Prince Charles. He brazenly mingled with dignitaries at the dinner in the Sri Lankan capital of Colombo on Thursday night, even shaking hands with Charles, now King Charles. Just four days earlier, the Sunday Mirror had revealed how the 80-year-old author of 2001 A Space Odyssey had admitted to paying for sex with young boys. Afterwards, he agreed to pull out of a ceremony in which he was to be knighted by Charles, but denied being a pedophile. But Clark is a liar, and we have the evidence to prove it. On the night, we, on the right, we reproduce part of a tape recording of our reporter Graham Johnson's interview with Clark. We also have a copy of a secret document which names Clark as a pedophile known to members of the NAMBLA, North American Boy Lovers Association, one of the world's most notorious <laughs> sex networks. I forgot about NAMBLA. Gets better and better, doesn't it? It's just like just piling on, like, holy crap. Oh, my gosh. U.S. detectives who arrested leaders of the association 10 years ago say Clark was named by other pedophiles as they quizzed, they quizzed during an FBI investigation. The perverts had set up children's homes in Thailand as fronts for their sick activities. One of its leaders was Jonathan Tampico, 48, a top nuclear scientist who worked for the American government. He served two and a half years in jail for molesting a boy of 12 and is now on the run with a million-dollar warrant on his head for further porn offenses. So he's doing porn. Yeah. Another pedophile, porn. former like church minister. Documentation, you know, like when it's a kid on camera, they can't consent, so it is not porn. You know, porn has wow. like people think of it as like positive. Oh, I like porn, you know. It's not porn. It's evidence of child abuse. You know, that's all it is because they can't consent. So we need to frame our thinking like that. When they use these words, you know, just like I said, I don't want to use the word sex tourism because it's like it, it connotes. It connotes, yeah. It's like, yeah good no, thing. Sex rape, sex traveler rapists. Right, rape travelers. Rape travelers, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tampico. So Tampico told detectives he had stayed at Clark's home in Colombo and had swapped letters with the author. So he was full on associated with arrested people in Nambla. Another known pedophile, former church minister, John Wakefield Cummings, 56, is serving a 24 years to life sentence after admitting molesting 17 boys in his care. He told police in Sacramento, California, that Clark had been contacted at his Sri Lankan home by a pedophile who was on the run from the American authorities. In a sworn statement made to an investigator for Sacramento's district attorney, Wakefield Cummings told how the pervert fled to Sri Lanka where he was able to contact the pedophile community through Clark. He then fled from oh, wow. Sri Lanka to Indonesia. So there's a pedophile community. So Clark, Clark is the plug. He's the plug in to get access to the pedophile access. community. You're like, wow. Like, wow, that's so dark, crap. man. <laughs> Detective Detectives contacted a child welfare group to warn them about Clark's activities. He's 80 at the time. Like, how much damage has he done? He was in Sri Lanka since 1956. And it's like 1998, right? So right. literally he was there 40 before it was Sri Lanka. He was there when it was Ceylon, like totally like still under British control, you know. That's and when British pulled out, when Britain like gave them freedom, they just left them in the dust, just like Jamaica. They, you know, 
they had to fend for themselves and they're still, their economy is still effed still, up, right. you know? A senior Sacramento detective said, oh, where is it? Yeah, we never had any reason to take action against Arthur C. Clark because he was outside of our jurisdiction, but Clark's name did keep coming up. We were looking into members of the Boy Lovers, it's Nambla, who all seemed to know or be aware of him. He ended up connecting to a lot of people we were investigating. I read this so long ago, I totally forgot something. Tampico <laughs> was one of those who said he went to Sri Lanka. I've seen letters between him and Arthur C. Clark. But they were, there was nothing overtly sexual in them, but they were clearly corresponding. So we'll know them by their fruits, as it were. <laughs> like, what is, like, there's nothing good that, I mean, Clark was a genius, and yeah, geosynchronous satellites, but look at what his whole life has been dedicated to ping pong with beach boys, you know, paying them $2 for like a, you know, and those, those kids grow up the rest of their lives, just like abused their heads. Abused. They're like wrecked. They're wrecked. Yeah. You can see it in the Epstein victims too. They're all messed up. A lot of them get into drugs. Yeah. This is the quote I have literally the bottom part of this smirk of a pervert in the last right. Same article. Right. That's from that. So I just, I didn't get into some of the old pedophile connections, which I should have. If I rewrite Children of the Beast, I have to put more of these articles in there. But man, that's so freaking bad, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So He's like in part of the network. At the beginning of the first article, like, I mean, we were kind of going kind of fast, but he says what other pedophiles say that it doesn't do any harm to the kid. The only harm is when the parents get all mad. <laughs> I mean, really, they just won't. They just can't. I won't believe this is harm. Right. I'm giving them money. And that then their morality, they don't have any guilt and that they can continue doing the evil. It's just sick. I mean, like, I mean, think about their minds and how their minds work and this immorality that they perpetuate their whole life. How do they, I mean, wow. A normal person would be like, maybe it's wrong. Maybe after all these years, like, and like reading the articles from of the victims saying like how traumatizing it was and he wouldn't have done it unless it was for the money. And Clark is like, whatever. I'm fine. (laughs) I mean, it probably, there's a little bit of British racism there too, right? These are all like subjects of the queen and they're not even British citizens and whatever, you know, I don't, I think that might be involved and not stated. But right. I think you can deduce that. I mean, and that goes back. That's part of the Satanism. You know, right. Satanists think they, they are above others and they have the right to kill or do whatever they want to them. And that's yeah. the Luciferianism. That's, that's definitely. Right. I mean, Luciferianism, literally, I think in the space odyssey, the second space odyssey, the sun or the moon becomes a new sun called Lucifer. Right. Like the light of Lucifer is on the world. Like that's right. Clark. Right. And that makes and perfect it, sense. It was Jupiter. This, yeah. Like in the book, Arthur's book of 20, 2001, the monolith came from Saturn. Wow. So it's from Satan. Right? Kubrick changed it. Right. Kubrick changed it to Jupiter. And if you understand the significance, the occult significance of what those planets represent, like Saturn is like Satanism and control and fear and 
con basically control, you know, and Jupiter is like uh, abundance and growth and good luck and, um, you know, unbounded expansion. So like Kubrick took their, took Clark's satanic thing and turned it around to be like, oh no, this is a Jupiter energy right so like instead of like uh us thinking that the this greatness came from an evil place kubrick is making the great things come from a positive good place and just like uh, just like the uh that movie nope at the end it was jupe's claim this big thing this balloon that's named jupe jupiter which defeats this evil thing like evil. saturn in the yeah, sky yeah. you know there's a lot of occult so like this is this goes through like current stuff and way back into the the old days jupiter and saturn are like uh competing forces for our uh worship i guess or you know and right. for people who don't know like the monolith is 11 feet tall in the book so it's fully the number of magic right and this is corresponds to like apollo 11 that's what he's involved in is the fake moon linux so this guy knows the right. kind of magical current magical tradition there's no question about it and if kubrick had mad to probably learn about from i have pictures of them which i can bring up but like there's pictures of them show the one with Spielberg. Okay, that yeah. so this is that's the guy that he moved to Sri Lanka with. The guy in the center. The guy in the center who's like 17 or some shit at the time. Yeah, and then they would go, you know, gallivanting in the water or do whatever. So this okay. is him on set, right? Yeah. But definitely show the Spielberg one because okay, remember from the article. Okay, there's Werner von Werner von Braun. Yeah, there's paperclip Nazi. So Warner Von Braun, I said, there's no way we could make it to the moon. We would have to have, like, the equivalent of four spaceships the size of the uh, World Trade Center to get enough fuel to get out there and get back. Like, that's what, that's what, that's Werner Von, von Braun. This guy right. was a full genius. Like, totally. he is extraordinary. He was doing calculations for the V-2 rockets without a computer. Like he was doing them in his brain, like freaking full on calculus calculations of traje trajectory, weight. Right. The mathematical calculations are off the chart. Like for these early rocket sciences, now they can do it all with the computers. But like he was like writing it all. It took so a real traveling. brain back then, you know. Yeah, yeah they had yeah. real brains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They weren't relying on computers. Arthur, childhood's end is like the full on the, the entity is like a demon, right? It looks like the people's representation of the devil. And then it's, it's funny like because humanity okay. takes goes to the stars, and that's the end of our childhood. So it's almost like a different. He provides like a different ending for humanity, different than the Bible, right? Well, what is childhood's end? That's puberty, right? <laughs> right. You think about it. Maybe like, that's the subtext. Of, like maybe right. they should read his freaking fiction for like pedophile themes. I wouldn't I'm be surprised sure these guys put lot. it in there. Just like uh, was it Alice in Wonderland or what, what's the other? Yeah, it's yeah. like all it's a pedo story. Right? And the yeah, the dude the, was a full on. Yeah, he liked uh, being reversed, and he right? The, the guy who dodged him. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Prelude to space is this Prometheus, so he's got this. So he's putting his his uh, kind of esoteric knowledge into these. No question, right? There's him in his study that he was talking about. 
Right, his ego chamber. Oh, and oh, I just want to say before that uh, in tw about the Jupiter-Saturn thing, he turns the Jupiter, the good thing of Jupiter, he turns it into Lucifer in his next book. He's like, no, Kubrick, no, this this good thing that you like so much, it's Lucifer now. <laughs> yeah, he's a full-on Luciferian. There's no yeah. question. And at the beginning of Rendezvous to Rama, he's got like the 77s and 93. So right. he knows Crowley. Like, it's incredible. These are not mistakes, dude. And these guys, this he emulates some of these other so-called fictional writers, like uh, the guy who wrote Communion. What was his name? Like that guy who the aliens is timeline. Timeline and Asimov, and then this guy. They were like the top. Somebody three. told me that. So Asimov's son got busted with the biggest thing of child pornography in human history. Have you ever heard are you that? Kidding? No, I never no. heard that. Yeah. So the son. Wow. Was like he got busted for having the biggest aggregate of library of child porn <sighs> in human history, and he got off on it with a slap of the wrist. Like he should have gone to jail forever, and they should have tracked down like how the hell this is being done. But Each I was told that that's created is another instance of abuse. Like, right. think about how many children had to be abused you. in order to create that huge right. library that he has. Right, so just tons of, just like a mountains of abuse, you know, like an Everest of abuse was in his library, and he got, he got, he didn't get charged, or he got a slap on the wrist. I was told by a credible researcher that the dad was a pedo, too, so Isaac Asimov and his son were like the family trait was pedophilia, which just gets really super dark, and yeah. it ties into the present thing, like Zuckerberg was in Congress recently like within the last month and they were saying like you are allowing child abuse material they call it csam now child sexual something child sexual abuse material that's yeah, right right um and these people were like you're continuing our abuse by allowing it on your site and he never took it off and it ties into clark and diddy because i think that he's allowing that or whoever's behind facebook and so there's all kinds of spooks involved in a lot of these Right. Tech companies, they're doing it for blackmail. So totally. they know that you're, you're exchanging. And that's probably the whole underground goal of pornography. And that should scare everybody right. out there. That's the underground goal of pornography. Whatever it is, they there's and somebody at the NSA knows your tastes. You know, yeah. And if you, uh, you know, who runs the porn industry, you know, and then who runs Hollywood? And who was who was uh, Kanye talking about? You know, like oh, right, right. it's like well, there's whole... a definitely a Jewish element. I mean, people right. are afraid yeah. of that, but yeah, well, no, I'm it's not, not all afraid. Jews, like, but there's a lot of Jews in the porn industry. Of course, it's not all one, but I mean, it's funny that the porn industry kind of started from that Jewish mafia, and like Hollywood too started from the Jewish mafia. They had to escape from New York and go to yeah, Hollywood right. because right. like all the legal troubles they had in New York. So like it. I mean, the, it's, it's blackmail thing. It's yeah. not just the Jews, of course, but it's like the whole system of cacistocracy of like hierarchical structures, power. If you're working with psychopaths, obviously they don't trust each other. You know, they no, don't trust no anybody. The yeah, only way that. to get them to follow orders is blackmail. You know, money only goes so far. Like people can get all the money they want playing the game, rigged a rigged game, you know. This, but this it is, is I think the insight into P. Diddy is 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 that that's the way a lot of these 
things were run. That's yes. the way Hollywood's. Re- that's the real iron fist of Hollywood underneath yeah. the surface of this kind of shiny thing, is that it's almost run like a mob. Like you totally. have fixers, cleaners, drugs. You've got blackmail. You've got all the stuff. Hefner, all that stuff. Hefner's all on camera, document, all documented. All, yeah, so you if know. you want to just kind of generalize like a bunch of Jew hatred or something like that, because no, Hefner no. was not Jewish. No, I'm no, not no. saying you. I'm just saying. I mean, like the Roman Catholic people are trying really, to smear like, the Jews or whatever. No, no, yeah, but, but I mean, the Roman Catholics are the ones that gave gave those Jews all their money. You know what I mean? It's like the, it's it's the same like ancient Rome. Like they are the one. I, I'm in my opinion, I think that there's people higher up on the level. Like the Jews are the ones that are just doing the money stuff. And ever since, like when the the Pope way back when made it illegal for usury but the Jews can do it. You know, that's because they had their court Jews. It's, it's only because of the tradition of the, the money handling and since, and, and the, the popes and stuff. So I didn't mean to take us off track. But. No, it's okay. No, but it's kind of part, part of the larger issue, but right. Clark. Yeah. Yeah. So like the, the black, so the, the pornography, each one of those, like, like you were saying how the, the pornography is a way to, to it's like a honey trap for all the pedophiles so that they can collect them get that information and then use them right. if you look at kathy o'brien's story her dad was making child csam csam of her being abused and he was sending the tapes through the mail and they found it because it's internet it's interstate the the fbi or whatever like they came to him and said, we can either put you in jail or you can work for us and we'll make you rich. You can sell us your daughter and we can do what we want to or give her to, you know. Right. And uh, that's kind of almost ties back into Clark, right? He founds one victim and then that guy brings him five more, just like <laughs> Epstein. So it's yeah. like this viral abuse. And it's almost like the abuse is like, welcome to my Luciferian world. Like hmm. this is a world of abuse. You know what totally. I mean? And I'm continuing and abuse. Your free will. I was, he was pain. probably abused, right? And so then he's just continuing the whole cycle, intergenerational abuse cycle. It's right. Terrible. Like that tool song where it's like, you know, the prison sex. It's, you know, it's like, oh, I was abused. And then now I'm the abuser. You know, that's how the words go. And it's like, yeah, you know, no, it's, 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 it's disgusting good. shit. It's really gross. I'm scared. sorry. My language again. Sorry. It's all right. But this is an incredible picture because it shows the connection between Kubrick, Clark and NASA. Right. So this is George Mueller, who was like one of the top guys at NASA. And that's mid sixties. They're in England. And they called when they were making a space odyssey. They like, they, it's just like a colloquial term, but they called it NASA East. You know, because it was it was something similar to NASA. Like there were clear overlaps of what was going on. You know, right. And I mean, this is full on evidence. This guy George Mueller. You can see him during the fake moon landing, like he's in one of the sequences. And Werner Werner von Braun too. You know, these guys are all in on the big. Right. You know, it was it was part of the Cold War. The moon landing was was a way to tout capitalism. Right, and um, we can reach higher than you. We're, yeah, we, we can have reach a higher. Taller Babylon Tower than you do. We can reach the moon. And that, it's actually part of the weird Kennedy assassination because Johnson was part of these huge deceptions. 
right. like the um what's the, what's the incident that, that started the vietnam war it was uh, oh, uh gulf of tonkin gulf of tonkin incident was fake and this is fake it's all fake <laughs> it's all fake so there's there's kubrick and and clark together right and yeah, and they, so like the NASA people needed to learn from Kubrick how to light the stuff, how to do it properly. You know, it might not have been Kubrick who actually filmed the footage of the fake moon landing, but it was like they learned from him. Like he impressed them with that uh, Doctor Strange love, and because they denied him the inside of that of the plane. And with his own research, he was able to make an exact replica. They were like, no, you can't use, you know, nowadays how the military gives equipment to the, to the movies to go film. And as long as they paint the military in a positive light, um, right, right. there's, that's like, com, it's that's still com there. This is common knowledge. Yeah. Right. So like uh, they denied him the use of the plane and he went and uh, created the inside of that plane exact and they were like wow that was impressive and then ever since then he's like they are learning from him that's why all those nasa guys are there hanging out everybody thinks that he's learning from them to make a nice movie but it's the other way around i think i think that they're like taking and i think several bart Sibrel moon man he's studied the moon landing forever decades he said that they had a, a, a top secret lot in like Arizona or New Mexico, that's where they filmed it. Which makes right. sense. I mean, guys, the American government has has huge projects, secret projects you have no idea about. MK Ultra was one of them. Manhattan Project was one of them. The moon landing was one of them. Um, there's all kinds of heavy duty stuff. Right. Uh, and this all this blackmail stuff, that's one of them. <laughs> you know, yeah, no <laughs> doubt. the government's running the blackmail. Yeah. And it's no worldwide, you know, like when, when the, uh, when it, it should scare the living crap out of you because DARPA is like one of these things that's getting all these defense, like high end stuff. Like right. the, we don't know. I mean, I don't know what shots, what was in the shots that people took, but the original devil's juice or voodoo juice that was in there came out of DARPA in 2015. Like if right. people knew that DARPA was involved in warp speed they would just freak out they'd just be like this is terrifying dude i would never touch that i will never touch a needle in my life i would rather have somebody point a freaking double-barreled shotgun in my face and threaten to pull the trigger than have a syringe of any type right you know i crazy like you want to put a syringe in your body after these people are in power you should check yourself into a mental institution and ask for the rubber room and get a straitjacket because you are crazy as F. No question. Uh, I've learned <clears throat> that they're trying to make pretty much all injections mRNA now. I've learned they're that they, they're the trying to make like regular anesthesia for if you go to the dentist and get a tooth pulled or whatever. Like they're going to make those mRNA shots with the lipid nanoparticle and all this. Dude. Yeah. The, dude, the average hospital is a, I'm afraid a of all of them now. Dude. It's a freaking mortuary. Go to the hospital. Yeah, yeah, it's always it's, been. I think. Right? I think it's always kind of been, yeah. but it's much more overt and obvious now. Yeah, before they used to just bleed. deliberately killing people. They're murderers. See, I like I, I liken them to Nazis. A lot of these people are no different than Nazis. They're actually just more sophisticated because they can kind of clean their hands and stay separate from it. So. Yeah. 
Well, if you look at IG Farben and Siemens and like Bayer and stuff, these are all Nazi companies. You know, like they're still so going. They, they, they've just they the American ones have been hollowed out and replaced people with Nazi intent. And some of them, a lot of them, were Jewish too. Like, yeah. I mean, that's what's really scary. Is like, whoa! It's interesting that the Jews are doing a genocide now. It's like, yeah, mm, I thought you guys didn't like genocide. What the heck? <laughs> it's not the principle. It's the, yeah, a fluid moral code. It's pretty right. Yeah, we're like right. we're better than you. Like it's the same as it's just Satanism. It's not really it's Judaism. Satanism, it's like where they see themselves as superior and that they can kill others. Basically, eugenics. Mm-hmm. Like it's the same ideology as all the other dark occult people. Yep. You know, like anyway. Yeah, it's it's very dark, man. What's going on in in Gaza is could not be darker. Uh, yeah. it's about demographics too it's it's there's a lot going on like they it's, it's, the food thing is even scary like yeah the food thing's bad and the fact that you can just like say everybody's hamas i think hamas is underneath your church we're gonna blow it up you know? uh, okay. and and then there and those are our weapons they're weapons dude did you ever see the the airlift into israel that was approved by blinken it was like uh, see what other these huge transport planes like were just going around oh, see, the clock C-150. dropping off. C 150s were just dropping off 2,000 pound bombs on the daily, just over and over and over again. It was all hidden from the American public. Those are your bombs committing genocide on kids, too. Which is, I mean, yeah. the other thing what's also interesting comes to mind is like the Bib- Old Testament Bible is like eye for an eye, right? Right, but like a lot of those people in this whole October 7th event were killed by the Israeli military. Exactly. They were strafed under the Hannibal Directive. Right. So they hit, killed 100 Just, people or something, and a lot of the rape stories are fake. A lot of them have been discredited. Oh, yeah. And now they killed 30,000 people. So Just the, like how they started the Gulf War. It's like, you're not even following the Bible, bro. Yeah. This is crazy. Like, you and then know, when you look into it, it's like all a false flag, just like the Gulf of Tonkin. Anyway, yeah, like, it was allowed to happen, paid for by the yeah. by Israel. So, like, it was it's, it's of, all it was this a moment that they could do it. Yeah, I mean, right. I think that this that is how we it. start a war. We got to be yeah. like, oh, they they did that. To do you know, do you know like that Hitler? Happened. Do you know that Hitler had his own fixer to start all these wars like that? He started. He had one guy that would go fake stuff. So, wow. like the like when they invaded Poland. There was a guy they sent out that made it look like the Poles attacked Germany, right? So this right. is like 1939 or something like that. I forgot the guy's name. You can look him up. Like Hitler had his own like drug yes, like his name was Morale, who would just shoot him up with the freaking oh that guy follow him around everywhere. Yeah, yeah, follow him around everywhere. And the the the, the, the Fuhrer's tired. He cannot come out, and then five minutes later, the Fuhrer's in great shape. He <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, but the. I, I have to look this up, but this guy faked all these wars and the invasion of Belgium and and um, Poland was was a fixer. Like right. they were all fixed and drove they drove the Germans crazy. So like when the when the when Goebbels like told the Germans the Polish invaded, the whole nation went up in arms. Like we can't have this, and it's the same thing in the Gulf of Tonkin. Same thing October seventh. Same so, thing nine eleven. They pulled the same stunts. Over and over again, all the people. And people just, I mean, like, why don't they? Why don't people get it yet? And it, of course, they yeah. haven't changed their playbook because it works every time. People are just like, Duh. yeah, crazy. I think even like uh, Borman or one of the guys said, you just do the same thing every time. You find an enemy, and you, uh, you know, right, making us people. Yeah, 
like yeah demonize them we are great yeah yeah, yeah. right and that this brings is, everybody dude, this is the guy right here look up alf oh, let me see if i can find it alfred now jocks staged the glivitz incident but he also staged something else like he's and he made it through world war ii like this guy this guy was just all he did the yeah. same thing in in um belgium yeah right this is how no, this awesome. is how like they this is how they get our consent this is how they engineer our consent you know and it's the same as uh what the television commercials from the 50s you know uh yeah it's really anyway sick. let's get back so there's, these are more pictures of kubrick with with um clark just a lot together but this is the connection between epstein and um virginia Jufres minsky Minsky, it says here, Minsky was an advisor, advisor on Stanley Kubrick's movie, 2001 A Space Odyssey. One of the movie's characters, Victor Kaminsky, was named in Minsky's honor. Minsky is mentioned explicitly in Arthur C. Clarke's derivative novel, the same name, where he is portrayed as a achieving a crucial breakthrough in artificial intelligence in the then-future 1980s, paving the way for HAL 9000 in the early 20th century and... AI right now, which is a woke AI, at least Google's woke yeah. AI. Like this overlaps into real world things, but Minsky is named as Virginia Dufresne. She was sent by Epstein or, or Maxwell to Minsky. It's really sick. So these, oh, this is the picture you wanted me to show. Yeah. Look at Spielberg's face. I know the listeners can't see, but uh, I'll describe it, I guess. <laughs> like, um, okay, there's three people here Harrison Ford in the middle. Which, interestingly enough, eyes wide shut. Some people speculate Dr. Harford, the word came from Harrison Ford. Kubrick mashed those together to make Harford. So maybe Harrison Ford is, has seen more than, I mean, there's rumors that he walked into those eyes wide shut parties. But anyway, uh, there's Arthur Clark uh, with his sarong. <laughs> And his T-shirt, and uh, he's got his arm on uh, on Harrison Ford, and Harrison Ford has his arm on Spielberg, who looks like uh, he looks like he was caught with his hand in the cookie jar. And this is like he can like he knows this photograph is evidence. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Spielberg. And he's knows. in Colombo. They had to go visit him in Colombo. Right. I wonder if he's been to the Otter Place, man. Spielberg. Yeah. 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 Oh, and then there's and then, rumors about that guy. I don't know if the rumors are true. But. And you, you remember that movie? Harrison Ford had a little kid following him with him everywhere he went. That's right. Who was like doing? Who was wait? Who had knowledge of adult themed ideas? You know, uh, that's kind of borderline. Spielberg always has kids like in kids. Films, a lot like, of kids in his films. And the yeah. rumor is is that he takes those kids, he lures them. I mean, gets them onto the film. But I got this other side project we can just film alone together. Like, right. Where it gets just really like weird. Quilty from Lolita. Lolita was used for pornography by Quilty, this rich, uh, the rich uh, scene. Or like, what, what did he do? He made plays. You know, he was a playwright instead of a movie maker, whatever. But And he was married to like a, a dark occult witch, <laughs> you know. And... And then he uses Lolita for pornography. So I'm sure I need to like go take a shower with a Brillo pad. This is so dark. 
Yeah. Well, I, I mean, can't believe this is you, real. This stuff really exists. Look into Heather O'Rourke and how yeah. that whole situation played out. I don't know if the rumors are true, but holy crap! That I mean, that Spielberg is one of the most evil people, in my opinion. Like, he he was. I mean, he's friends with Michael Jackson. There's pictures of him being at Michael Jackson. So he shows up at all these pedo areas, Colombo. Michael Jackson's Neverland, all these right. kids in his films, like he's really doing kid yeah. Goonies. Watch Goonies. If you if you see Goonies, like there was one yeah. sequence. One-eyed where, sweet stuff or whatever, one-eyed. Yeah, well, he's like a giant, yeah, male member or whatever, the dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, there's sequences well, where the kids, No, the, the visual of the kids, it's like uh, right at the groin level of another male. Character. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's really bad. I was like, "What the hell? What's he doing?" What that kind of awkward for? moment is he yeah, putting us no. in? You know, like, yeah. yeah it's That's why I got to go back and read through Arthur C. Clarke stuff and see if he's got the whole underground symbolism, like like Kubrick. Maybe Kubrick. just maybe just get the PDF and do Control F for certain words. I would read <laughs> all you that go. crap. You know, <laughs> what would it be? You know? Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. What's this? So, Stanley Kubrick, Odd White's sex, sex parties, does make, oh, the Equinox ritual. Here's the your whole thing about planetary alignment at the end of the film 2001 in the sequence called Jupiter and Beyond the Infinite. So right. Jupiter, the Jupiter kind of thing. Jupiter instead. And they uh people claim there's this this idea that oh, the only reason he changed it to Jupiter is because he couldn't make the, the rings look right in the cgi or that he had at the time so that's the sure. excuse why they changed sure. it but that's just a cover story all right and here's clark on the on the uh Checkered. black and white checkered right so it's beyond good and evil right the floor that's of the, the house of freemasonry right yeah. right there's clark again with the monolith 3001 the final odyssey he's touching it like the apes like yeah the apes yeah and these guys are probably all darwin you know they're darwinists we're just a bunch of modified right. apes right right no God. that's, right. that's no... kind of what like the uh i mean kubrick of course is an atheist too and like so they were the they it was apes that and it was like the point where apes get smart or whatever that's the whole theory like terence mckenna had the idea that they ate mushrooms or something some people think that we started eating cooked meat and we it allowed our muscles to like shrink so that our brains could get bigger there's all these theories right but um uh in this like they're portraying the apes as early man but it's also like the, it says dawn of man and that puts me in the space of like adam and eve you know and it's also like this place before we see the monolith that is the the paradise of eden where everybody's getting along the animals and the people get right. along together you know and then the like and in this way he's relating the serpent to the monolith even though it's also using the Darwin idea. It's like he's layering them both together using so that all of those ideas are combined and all viewers can see something from there. It's very right. interesting. It's very important because the Darwin idea is in direct contravention to the biblical creation Genesis, right? So it's an alternate Genesis story that takes God out of the equation, right? So. Right. It's very right. important when you see that. Uh, I mean, at least from like a Christian perspective, it's like this is our kind of worldview. Whether we like, like we don't 
you know, we're atheists or whatever, so we got to figure out some other way. There's, there's a, like a very... Well, if there is no God, then that leaves the space for them to be God. Right. That's right. You know, like where they can just ascend in technology and oh, someday... Right. AI and all that stuff. Yeah, really interesting. And that goes this back is, to the egoism is, yeah. of Satanism yeah. itself. Like the mind virus of Satanism is ego, yeah. ego. like written over everything. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. And this this is definitely Sri Lanka. You can just tell because they always have these rolling green areas, and there's the monolith in his background. Like this guy's obsessed with the monolith. And there's Clark on his deathbed right. with some elephant tusks or something yeah i think that's a sri lankan thing uh, i've seen government officials have that behind them and stuff but so this is his totally not religious funeral but he is surrounded by roses like i don't know hmm. like the rose is a very occult theme idea and crowley even put the rose on his cross like on the back of the, the right. toth deck you know like the rose across is a big deal so the rosicrucian yeah well the right. the the Rosicrucian view is like the cross is the birth of life on a dead cross, right? So the rose is the symbol of life, and the cross is that it's really it has a dark meaning. And but um, the rose so here's, just to a sec, here's here's Marvin Minsky named alongside several other prominent men. So he's totally involved in this, named in this. Minsky, the accusation against Minsky was made by Virginia Jufre, who was deposed in May 2016 as part of a broader defamation defamation suit between her and Epstein associate Killian Maxwell. In the deposition, Jufre says she was directed to have sex with Minsky when he visited Epstein's compound in the Virgin Islands. Where did you go to have sex with Marvin Minsky, manager? Answer, I believe it was the U.S. Virgin Islands. Sorry, Jeffrey Epstein's island in the U.S. Virgin Islands. So that was it. Yeah. A separate witness lent credence to Jufre's account, testifying that she and Minsky had taken a private plane from Teterboro, where Epstein was arrested, to Santa Fe and Palm Beach in March 2001. Epstein, Maxwell, and Chef Adam Perry Lang and shipping heir Henry Jarecki were also passengers on the flight, according to the deposition. Court, at the time of the flight, Jufre was 17 and Minsky was 73, so this dirty 73-year-old man. But the, but the funniest thing is Adam Perry uh, Lang was all over Epstein, and he was on like uh, Joe Rogan, supposedly the arbiter of some kind of truth. And Rogan didn't ask him one question about Epstein. Like, dude, you were there. You saw everything. You were his private chef. Incredible. Yeah. Like, I would just I, be like, tell yeah. me all the details, man. Exactly. These guys have to, they probably have to keep their mouth shut because... Oh, I think there's certain things that they have to cover up. Like they're allowed to talk about horse paste or whatever, but yeah. they're not allowed to like he uh Joe Rogan denies chemtrails. Like I mean, come on. It's like a stratospheric aerosol injection is the term. Like all, all you gotta do is look up that term. Chemtrail has been this demonized word that everybody's like, oh, conspiracy theorist. But like, dude, look up the I've actual word and it's there. And Rogan's like, whatever, that's crazy talk. And I'm like, God damn. He's some... So he's obviously a gatekeeper. That's why he's, he's a gatekeeper. Money. There's no question he's a gatekeeper. There's no doubt. When he have, you have CIA agents on there and never talk about CIA and you have certain <laughs> right. people, you're a gatekeeper, dude. You're a yeah. comedian gatekeeper. He's a perfect role. He's yeah. got, the, like, I, I'm not saying he was created. But like he has like the tough guy image, the fighter image, 
So right. like all those people are like, oh, Rogan's one of me. I sleeved and tattooed and he's got muscles and stuff. He got famous making people eat bugs, <laughs> giving them money to eat bugs. And now it's like Dude. everybody's ready to eat bugs. Dude, Holmes has done very, he's done very well for himself. Like yeah. he just signed another, like people were shocked when he signed a hundred million dollar contract with Spotify. Right. He just followed on with another 250 million and nobody really blinked yeah. an eye. They just were like, okay, I guess that's a lot of money, but that's a lot of money. Yeah. I, I'll tell you though, after this latest revelation with the P Diddy stuff, I did go and uh, I found a way to record that latest show that Joe Rogan did with um, Cat Williams. Cause I wanted to hear what he was going to talk. Cause that episode, the, uh, the show that he did with Shay Shay, was very revealing. Cat Williams is in the know. He's hip. I don't know who Shay Shay is. Oh, Shay Shay is like some ex-football player who has like a podcast and, you know, uh, it's like a, it's a chill place for people to chill, to hang out and talk. And Cat Williams was invited and, and he revealed a bunch of stuff. Uh, Cat Williams has always been talking about, you know, the the gay Illuminati of like, right. I think he mentioned Baphomet in one of his, I saw a little clip yeah. of that. Like this he was is talking about the Emerald, he was talking about the Emerald tablets of Toth, wow. like it, it, on Joe Rogan and Joe Rogan acts like he'd never heard of it before. Right. I'm like, what? Dude. He's full of crap. He's like, can't that even guy's... read. He couldn't yeah. read Trismegistus and like <laughs> Joe Rogan's got all these people. Apparently he reads all this stuff and he doesn't even know how to say the word Hermes Trismegistus. Like, come on. Yeah. He may break. That's yeah. So... Yeah. He's, 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 he's a good actor. actor. He's, he's playing a role. Active. I'm telling you. He's totally. playing. A, he's got a persona. He's playing a role. He's doing right. a good job. Yeah, I think his best friend, one of his I best friends, was the lead singer of Tool, like the head head singer of Tool, and that guy's oh, a full on Maynard. Yeah, yeah, Maynard. Is a, Maynard works for the military. Maynard went to West Point. Yeah, his, his drummer's is, a full Crowley loving, Crowley collecting right. magician. Dude, he's one of the most successful magicians I've ever seen. Like his life, like just look at what his the arc of his career. But I think he was placed there. I think his. His, his father was a high occult Freemason who would, in quotes, play with swords in the backyard. Wow. He said, and Danny Carey, in a quote once, said, my dad's not like, he's he's not like the 99% of Freemasons. He plays with swords. In other words, he does occult ceremony, ceremonial magician. Right. So like, so Danny Carey is bloodline, I believe. And so I think I think they created Tool, and they sent Maynard up to Seattle to become part of the grunge scene, and then connected back to L.A. because Tool is from L.A. and that whole Laurel Canyon thing, and they've always had a center there in L.A. Um, and so Tool kind of took that whole momentum that was coming from the Melvins and um, even Nirvana and all that, you know. Tool was somehow connected to that. And then in 1993, 1993, Lollapalooza, Tool had like their big coming out party where they played the Lollapalooza and they were there with like Primus and Alice in Chains. And they uh, also, Timothy Leary was there. And Timothy Leary's personal assistant, who would in quotes do anything for Timothy Leary, uh, ended up being Danny Carey's wife. Like that's where they met. Wow. 93 Lollapalooza. It was like wow. he was this woman as like a trophy. Wow. It's crazy. And that is crazy. Not Those, uh, dude, yeah. these are just full on illuminants, man. There's no yeah, question. Dude, just yeah. like Clark. 
93 was when they and like and they had a very satanic thing in the beginning and then they had a fight with their record company i think they're doing new stuff now i think they're positive occultists in a way they're trying to help people sure whatever <laughs> oh, really? it's like saying dark occultists or light occultists well well what, but listen though what the occulted knowledge of what was coming with the whole pandemic they knew they knew it they, they did a they did an album that came out in August of 2019 called Fear Inoculum, and it was about don't be afraid of what's coming. To, and in the words, Maynard's lyrics were like, "Be afraid of others, fear the breath of others, like stay away six feet and like wear masks." That whole wow. show, all of that was like in there. And so they're like, trying to push it again now, dude. They're trying to do it all the same playbook again for this election. I know, I know. And Tool might be coming out with a new album too. So hopefully, oh, like man. I think that it was like the having that that album first. If we could really hear it, and it was saying, "Don't be afraid, don't be deceived by the deceiver." Like there were some very positive messages in that album, and I think it was released in 2019 because they knew what was happening and they were putting it out ahead of time to inoculate us from the fear that was Not this that, magic the, spell of fear yeah, that was killing. Yeah. So I've, I've changed my tune about tool. I think that they've been, I think lately they're doing good things as opposed to when they started, they were very satanic. Their life feeds on life, you know, the immoral like type of shit. Like, uh, stuff sorry language i'm sorry it's okay it's okay show. we're gonna be okay i mean a little few few swears words here and there and okay. i apologize listeners it's all my fault yeah um we are at the one hour 36 minute mark i mean it's been a great to talk with you is there anything you'd like to add or where can people find your show and, oh uh yeah wake the dead is available on many podcast listeners uh and uh the the rss feed is available through spotify and uh, you, uh, I'm, I'm also publishing the videos on Odyssey, BitChute, Rumble, um, and sometimes YouTube, not often. Uh, they're, you, they're cracking down. Like, I think somebody just got a, some, one of their YouTube videos flagged from 10 years ago. Right. Like, I just saw that on social media. Like, it was, I think it was Derek Bros or somebody like there. Yeah. yeah they're, I they're, had one, the first video I ever put up was about circumcision and that was the only topic that was all i was talking about. it was just me talking into the camera saying circumcision is wrong and then i got an email from youtube the other day that's been a, it's been there for like three years now and i got an email saying that they pulled it because of medical misinformation i was so infuriated i was like ah and i fought it and i was like this is i'm you know contesting this and then like two hours later they sent me an email whoops sorry it's fine and they put it back up but if i didn't fight it you know like they can there is no medical misinformation it's obviously wrong to to chop up little babies you know it's harmful to them in many ways and like that's all i was saying in the camera but the american medical association is doesn't say it's wrong because they don't because it's run by jew like i mean again but i mean i'm not a uh anti-jew guy but really we need to think for ourselves and not just do what the doctor says you know and that's but dude there's so many crazy traditions that are in medicine today that are really right. snake oil it's yeah. total joke like the entirety of the antidepressant 
uh, Bill oh, Factory yeah. is That's just a trap. Fraud, and so is uh, the um, inoculations. I mean, you look through that. Yeah. The fact that they're put in, I mean, I'll probably get flagged for this, but the fact, I mean, there's no, in the human body, there's no acceptable amount of mercury. You might as well put plutonium in your body exactly. or uh, curare or <laughs> arsenic, and they're putting it in these things. Like, it's right. like, this is, this is fundamental. This is how hard at a point in our in our stage of development when there is no blood brain barrier, it goes right yeah. into those kids' heads. I mean, they've. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Every person with autism is done intentionally. It's all done intentionally. Yeah, and it's so it's so for such a, and and it makes us sick and weak, and not able to fight, and not smart enough to be able to see that they're destroying us. This yeah. is how they. This is how they dominate our they're species. Monsters, they're yeah, they're all predators like this guy, Arthur yeah. C. Clarke, who has has no immoral feelings, has no nope. guilt about nope. enhancing the like, like making Sri Lankan rape tourism uh, a popular thing. For they're coming to the club for money, you know. Yeah. There's no, this is an exchange. Yeah, I mean, he has all these. They, oh, there was another part in one of those uh, articles where he's like, "Oh yeah, they should crack down on the child trafficking, but how can you do that without infringing on the rights of free individuals? Right. <laughs> like, what about the rights sure. of the kids, guy? Yeah. Come on, okay. they're free individuals too, right? So I know it's crazy. Sean McCann, Wake the Dead. Thanks so much for your time. Really appreciate it. All right, God bless you. Thank Take you. Care. God bless you. Stay there.